Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Keep It A Buck Podcast. This is your host, Aries, uh, episode 11. Uh, there's no guest today. It's just me. I felt very strongly about uh, wanting to get something off my chest and share this one of the most amazing experiences that I just had uh, last week, Saturday. Um, but before I share that experience that happened Saturday or last week, um, it kind of ties in with things that I've been struggling with myself for, um, man, maybe like 10, 11 years. But uh, I kind of opened up about this on uh, my Instagram and I've never really talked about something so serious like that or, you know, um, my story of, of self-love and depression. But I kind of opened up about it on Instagram a little bit with the experience that I had last week. Um, an amazing experience, by the way. But um, just all that and improving in this new year in 2022. But um, yeah, I kind of just wanted to make an episode about that experience, but also my journey with self-love and uh, depression. Um, I kind of got a amazing feedback from just people and friends and family close ones about what I did share my Instagram story um kind of about me uh wanting to dance again and start that up again because I do enjoy dancing um like crump dance and and hip-hop dance as well I, I enjoy watching it uh I love watching it but I stopped doing a lot of things that I loved because of my my self-love was very bad. I, I didn't love myself. I didn't have confidence in myself. And just the battle, this battle of, uh, of depression that I've been dealing with for, uh, i say about four years now. But it's also, it, it is getting better. I'll say that right now. Um, so I just want to give you my experience and my story of self-love and depression and then that will lead into this amazing experience that I just had uh last week so I think starting out um it all begins with self-love and it's yeah like I've said it, it's been a battle for me as well and I think self-love just loving yourself being positive to yourself and it's definitely the opposite of what I've been dealing with for since high school. I, I graduated 2011 and yeah, just it all started in high school, really. Um, my self-love started when I was, when I started playing sports, playing football in high school. And so for those who don't know, and many guys don't know, I have a, I have 11 siblings and I'm number 10 of 11, so the baby, one of the babies, and I'm the baby boy of the family. But out of those 11 siblings that I have, um, eight of us graduated from the same high school. And the high school I went to um, in Vegas. So I ended up, so a lot of us, a lot of my siblings ended up having the same coaches, you know, playing the same sports. We had the same coaches, some teachers that you know, recognize uh, our last name and they've had my older siblings as well in their class from past years. So our, our family's really well known at our high school that we, that we went to in, um, in Vegas. So that pressure and going into high school with that pressure, oh, it was tough. It was very tough. I, I feel like, I don't know if I could say that for the younger ones, you know, my younger siblings, but it definitely was rough for me, especially when it came to sports. So there's five, I have five sisters and then six brothers, just six boys in the family. And me being the youngest boy, I felt like I put this expectation of my, of just being tough and kind of being like my brothers on my own shoulders. Um, I, even myself, I hold my brother's and high standards as, as men, as fathers, as brothers, as, you know, 
all these things, right? I, I think highly of my siblings, but also my brothers as well. Um, so I start football, the first sport I've played in high school. And so again, to kind of go back, um, so my oldest brother, he played in the NFL for about 10, 11 years. Um, my dad played in the NFL as well back in late seventies to the early eighties only for about three years, but, um, yeah. So with that, and then I had all my other brothers play football as well. And like I said before, I just hold my brothers high, high in high regard as, as men and in athletes, fathers and all that. So I had this kind of pressure on me and I think I put that on myself because I didn't want to upset my father and I didn't want to make our last name look bad um, in school and playing sports. I wanted to look like I'm one of them, you know, but even physically I didn't look like my brothers. Like I was very, very skinny. I was lanky. I was all that. So, and I felt like my brothers were very, um, bit more dense and were a little bit, a little bit more built than I was. But, um, yeah, I was just skin and bone really. Um, so that, right. I wasn't strong. My, my bench was terrible. <laughs> like working out weights and stuff was not my thing. So I think the coach is expected because I come from this family of, of, of tough men and, um, really yeah just tough men and I just didn't have that in me in high school to especially in football like I I tried my hardest yeah but uh sports and football I think came a little bit easier to my older siblings who did great I think and um were some great athletes but I really struggled you know I struggled to look like them and again, I'm putting an expectation on myself to reach this standard of of good in my family because I am Polynesian and, you know, the background of my father and my older brother and all that. So this is where it all starts. Self-love, right? Um, I finished my freshman year of football. It was it was good. I I think I did good. Um, but. I think my sophomore year of football, it it took a turn for the worse. Um, I was told, so we were doing a drill, right, in football. I practiced all that. Um, I was doing it. We were doing drills, and a coach said, why aren't you like your brother? And for those who don't know, um, I have a brother named Triton. Uh, yeah, Trident, who does the MMA episodes with me, um, on this podcast. So he's right above me. He is two years apart. So he was a senior and I was a sophomore and yeah, that's what the coach says. He's like, why aren't you like your brother? Like, why can't you be like your brother? And it, that comment alone destroyed just about everything I felt good about myself that I was doing in high school in sports and football and anything really. Um, the coach says that to me. I, I answer back. I was like, I don't know. (laughs) You know, I didn't know what to say to that. It kind of took me off guard and his tone and just that comment alone, just, you know, like I said, destroyed me. So, that practice ends and then I that comment sticks with me through through life really through years um I like I said I I think of my my brothers highly and from that point on I always look at myself and my progress and my life of is it am I doing am I reaching the expectation of what my brothers are doing or I'm just comparing my, my life to my brothers and we're living totally separate lives, but I'm still trying to 
get the, I don't know, like appreciation or just people to notice me how football coaches notice my brothers and they didn't do that for me. So that right there is where that seed of my self-love took a crash for the worse. It decreased. It broke me in my head. I would tell myself very, very negative things. And, you know, um, you know, anything that I did good and I know I did good or did great, I will still nitpick in my head that that is not good enough because I think my brothers would do that better or that is not to my brother's standards. I don't think they would do it like that. So I wouldn't, I would never be happy with myself. You know, I would, um, almost, I I was okay. Sorry for my language, but I would just shit on my accomplishments because I just thought my brothers would do it better than I did right there. And then, so, so I had that throughout all my years of high school of man, I can't lift. I can't lift a lot of weight. Like my brothers, I can't tackle. I can't catch the ball. I can't block like my brothers did. And so football was hell. And I even begged my parents of, can I just please like just quit sports in high school? Cause I'm like, I'm like fading. My, my mind is, I'm like sad and, you know, all that stuff, right? I just want to be a couch potato, really, <laughs> which is not good. But, you know, I, I understood the reason why my parents and my dad mostly just wanted us to be active in in sports in high school, just to keep us out of the streets after school and, you know, kind of keep us motivated to keep our grades up. But, um, which I'm, I'm really grateful for. But, you know, having that kind of like having this thing around me of, Oh, he's a Manumaluna, but he doesn't perform like the the other brothers, you know. So, so that's that. That's the, that's where the seed come from is planted with self love for me. Um, let's see. No, letting myself down and um, trying to, but even even after high school, you know trying to find a job and make money and, you know, make a living for myself and trying to do whatever I can just to, you know, be like a young adult. But I was just not, again, I, I wasn't in the right headspace to do anything because I was just comparing myself to my brothers, even though they, even though my brothers weren't, you know, had the, the greatest job or they were just hustling like I was, to make a better living for themselves, I still held them at such a high, like high level of just respect. And like, I love what they're doing. Like, I think you're bright. I think you guys are great, but I just didn't feel that for myself, you know? And, um, so with that planted, the comments to myself and my mind came and, you know, no one is there, you know, you are your worst enemy, you know, and it's true. Like anyone can tell us negative things, but a comment from yourself and your mind and like you talking to yourself in your head can break you down faster than anyone can because you know yourself more than anyone. And I did that for so many years, um, going out, going throughout life, young twenties or 20 year young twenties and mid twenties and now almost 30 years old, but, um, man. So this is where kind of, yeah, the seed, but moving into depression with this comment from the coach, from my football coach that happened in high school stayed with me. I started, I'm I'm starting to compare myself and I always compared myself to others instead of really being grateful and uh, look at my own progress and be happy with myself, you know? So that's self-love. So kind of moving into a depression side of things, because I think they kind of go hand in hand, you know? Um, I think there's just steps to, you know, nothing is higher 
nothing nothing ranks right but i feel like a step like self-love and then a higher step is like whatever you want to call it and then this and that depression that whatever right but so where should i start with this okay so with depression um i could say i was good you know i was good mental health wise even though i didn't love myself my confidence was kind of okay-ish but you know i struggled with it as well but um i think all that and my mental health took a big hit in 2018 um 2018 was a big year for me um i had been working at a great job at a casino in las vegas making good money um yeah i thought i was doing great um i met i kind of reconnected with um a girl that i was talking to now that now is my wife um we started talking again in 2018 and so my my wife then we were just dating right in 2018 she was living in utah i was back in vegas doing the long distance relationship stuff which is very very tough um i don't know i think i've done so many uh kind of like long distance relationships or talked to so many girls outside of my my state my home state that i was kind of used to it but knowing that this one was a little was very very different from others or other girls that i talked to and i knew that um talking to her again was it was a big step and i knew that things were going to get serious because we kind of had a history before um and we kind of talked before uh and things happened we broke we separated we separated grew as individuals and came back together in 2018 and yeah and now we're married got married in 2020 uh right at the peak of the pandemic (laughs) so but yeah anyways back to that i just want to set the stage right quick so me and my wife living in separate states for i think about five maybe five months six months of dating separately in different states um, before I decided to move to Utah to close that gap, you know, that distance gap and really take the next step of this relationship. But, um, so I had a a move out date or a date ready to move to Utah, um, in August, 2018 and something very, very, traumatic I would say happened the day before I was supposed to move um I'm gonna try not to get emotional because thinking thinking about this memory and talking about it it is still very very uh tender to me and just thinking about it but um so just bear with me sorry um my father had a had an, uh, my father had an incident at home the the night before I was supposed to move. Um, just Saturday night, we're all just chilling at the house, watching a UFC fight card, and yeah, my father had had an incident. He was rushed to the hospital. Um. I don't think I've ever, you know, had that kind of moment that scared and shocked me like that, you know, uh, I mean, you know, me and some other, you know, people in the ambulance came and helped us pick up my dad from the floor and, you know, put him on the stretcher, you know, and to carry him out to the ambulance and just that whole just that whole moment of going through that picking up my dad trying to get him to the ambulance and 
stuff like that it um it sh- it broke me you know it really did and knowing that i was supposed to move tomorrow um i i couldn't you know like i i wanted to stay you know in vegas to make sure he was okay um but just to just let everyone know like my dad has been battling has has been in this battle for um some a few years prior to that that moment and i think that was my first time actually witnessing him like that in that kind of state um but i knew that if he was i knew that he would still want me to move forward move forward in my plans and and moving and and being with my girlfriend and um you know taking that next step and but this is where things kind of just oh man this 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 broke me i'll tell you guys right now so i still decided to move out move the next day so now it's sunday um i'm still my my dad's in the hospital still um but i'm just thinking about i was like i don't want cuz uh my girlfriend came to vegas that weekend so we can drive up back to utah together so she can drive with me and um i just i would feel like a shit person if i just canceled moving to utah and just i don't know like buying a plane ticket for her i knew she would probably understand if i wanted to stay with my dad but i didn't and um i decided i still decided to move but let me tell you saying goodbye to my parents and my dad on the hospital bed um All right. That is a moment I will never forget. For as long as I live, I will never forget that. Because, you know, my dad was getting ready to go to bed. It was nighttime. We're getting ready ready to drive out. Saying our goodbyes, crying. But my dad had his eyes closed and didn't want to say goodbye to me or look me in the face or... You know, he was sad, but being Polynesian and just being raised how I was raised and my dad really not being in my life like that. And he, my dad was always working, trying to provide for us as a family because, I mean, there's 11 of us, right? So, you know, times are hard, you know, I bet you guys can only imagine like what it is to kind of live in a household with that big of a family and providing for that many kids and and your your wife but so growing up i i've never really had a strong connection with a strong connection with my dad he's a very uh he doesn't speak that much you know he's a quiet he's a quiet dude so the foundation of us is there but it's not strong i would say for our relationship and I just, I just thought my dad never wanted to, to get to know me or talk to me. So I just never really talked to him, but so saying goodbye to him like that in that state of where he's at right now with his health. Um, I saw my dad break down crying in the hospital. And when I went to hug him, like, that shit broke me like we had a vulnerable moment together that I've never had with him ever and that was the hardest let go ever I felt like a shit son you know, I felt like terrible that I was leaving my dad like that and leaving in that moment of us kind of bonding over this situation that just happened yesterday or just bonding in that moment, us being vulnerable and crying to each other. I just, man, like 
it's hard. It's so, it's so emotional to talk about after four years, but you just don't ever, I don't, I've never had that moment with them. So yeah, it's so special and it's sad that it was in that, in those circumstances, but man, like after those goodbyes and me and my wife went back to the car and getting ready to drive out, I think we were in that car in the parking lot for about 20 more minutes while I just cried in my in my girlfriend's arms, you know? So that happened. And I thought, I think I was good just driving there. You know, I, I got the cry out. I was still sad, but I driving to Utah, I kind of got my mind to rest about everything. Got excited about this new life I was going to start in Utah, but I got to my cousin's house that I was staying at in Utah, unpacked everything. I got to my bed and I didn't even say this, but I had a job lined up in Utah for me. Um, and I was supposed to start, uh, Tuesday. So drove there Sunday night, got there Monday, early morning, had Monday to rest. And then Tuesday I'll start a new job. So I get there, I unpack having Monday to kind of soak in the the new surroundings and just really ponder of what I'm doing here in, in Utah and what I just experienced in Vegas before leaving. But I cannot stop thinking about my dad, you know. I couldn't stop thinking about that moment. I couldn't stop thinking about him and his health, you know. I didn't know if he was going to live or or not, but I was so scared and I was so sad and like I got comfortable. I got comfortable in my comfort zone and I my comfort zone was my bed with the lights off and just being in the dark. So that that kind of sets the mood and just the mindset that, that I was in for a few months of being in my room, locking, just being in my room and not wanting to be out of it. Um, I didn't even end up going to that job because I was so sad and I just wanted to be sad and I didn't want anyone to talk to me. I didn't want anyone to ask me about how I was feeling. I didn't want to talk about what I was going through. I didn't want to acknowledge that I was sad. So I stayed in my room. I mean, there would be times where I would go outside the room and go eat. Of course. Yeah. But, um, I would usually do that when people weren't home, you know? So I was in a dark place. My mind just slowly shut down. I think that's where depression kicked in for me and my mental health took a big hit because moving there from August 2018 to Utah, I think I've had from 2018 to present day, I probably had like nine to 10 jobs in uh, four years, (laughs) which is terrible, right? Like, why would anyone uh, <laughs> hire me with this resume of either not showing up or being there for a couple weeks or a month, months? But, man, I hated being away from my family in Vegas during this very um, just sad situation that was going on with my dad. And I was just constantly thinking about him. And, um, but again, like I wouldn't see my girlfriend or my wife until the weekends because she was so busy with work. Um, so the weekdays were kind of just me in my room and then Friday will come and my wife would hit me up and just see, she can just come pick me up and I can meet her at her house or, you know, finally socialize with somebody. So that's what like the first couple months were like being here in Utah but, um, let's see, kind of moving. Um, so on top of that, our, my mom's family kind of lost a very important piece to this family and my uncle. So that on top of that, that was hard to deal with, but every job that I had and everything that I was doing, I was just 
wasn't happy with what I was doing. Of course. Um, um, oh, okay. So I told you about the jobs, right? I told you about jobs. So I want to tell you about my living situations from 2018 to late 2019, 2020. Wait, 2019, 20, yeah. Okay, that's correct. Um, so... I told you about the first place I was living with my cousin in Utah when I moved there. I was kind of bouncing around from family to family member, my aunties and uncles house, um, kind of bouncing around. I couldn't find a, I couldn't find balance. I couldn't find stability and in, in my mind and mentally and my life with different jobs and different homes I was moving to while I was still battling this, this, this depression and, and dark hole that I was digging myself in almost every day because I was dealing with those negative comments from self-love and no confidence. I had no confidence in myself. I was sad that I left my dad and this, I was building, I was digging my hole of depression in my head. So I was broke. I, I couldn't even keep a job to sustain my my income and my bank account. I mean, my, my bank account was hitting negative almost at least twice a week or like, no, not twice, twice a week, but like three times a month I would go negative in my account because I was just trying to survive off the little bit of paycheck I would make from these jobs. And so just, it's just a shitty situation. You know, I was trying to find my place. I almost, I was just about to live out of my car because of the last kind of like family member that I lived with didn't go well and I had nowhere else to go. I had nowhere else to, I had no one else to hit up that I could think of that would let me in, you know, while I was getting ready to, you know, being prepared to get married, you know, I just needed a place to stay, to sleep, you know, and my resources, my, my resources kind of, kind of, ran out and I know I knew I know people say that you could have just hit me up I would have took you in but I just didn't feel comfortable hitting these people up and asking for a room or stuff like that I just wasn't comfortable with anything so I actually lived with my in-laws well they weren't my in-laws when I moved in but they they saw the situation I was in and they took me in for like a month and maybe two, two, three months. I, I live with my in-laws now and me and my girlfriend, my wife or my wife, me and my wife, but my girlfriend at the time, we found an apartment together and that's where I would go live before we got married. So it was, it was so, I don't know. It was great to have my my own place and like that apartment to move into and have my own space. But I got very, very emotional. Like I, f- I felt like I, I found balance for the first time. And, um, f- what felt like five years was only like a, a year and a half, you know, <laughs> just so much happened in that year and a half. And my mental health took a big hit in that year and a half. And it's just crazy how fast things happen in my head, you know? Um, so this kind of moves us to 2019, late 2019. And like I told you guys, I got married in April 2020. So almost there. Um, I did find a stable job kind of that I hated probably top three worst jobs I ever had, but it was something. And I was just, you know, I found stability and I thought things were going good, but again, I was not happy with myself. Um, I was working myself to, you know, killing my body for shit pay. And I just want to shout out all the hard labor workers who are out there, you know, like this shit is hard, you know, and what I was doing was working for a restoration company. For those who don't know what that is, it's kind of like, disaster cleanup in homes and buildings and commercial buildings. So if there's like a flood or like a fire, they would call us to come and clean it and 
get your house straight to get ready for repairs. So that shit sucked. Top three worst jobs I ever had. But anyways, with my mental health taking a big hit, big hit my, my physical body was as well. Um, I was working shit pay and killing my body while I was doing that. But April 2020, kind of carrying this, carrying myself through these the years and the decade of no self-love, no confidence, um, depression. I was getting ready to get married. And I was so scared. I was so scared of being being married. Like, I was happy. I was so happy because I, I loved who I'm with and who I ended up marrying. She's the biggest cheerleader I, I, I have and encourages me and everything and cheers me on. And it's so uncomfortable, but it's something that I need to hear because I, I don't do that for myself. But um, I was so scared of getting married in April 2020 um, just because of the person that I was mentally. Like, I wasn't fit to love someone else, I felt like, because I didn't love myself. Um, and I was just scared of what kind of man and what kind of husband I would be to my wife, you know. And I think I do a pretty good job. I, I think I do a great job of being a great husband and a supportive one. And I work really hard for us, but, um, it's crazy because I, what I just said about myself, I wouldn't have said probably like a few months ago, you know, <laughs> cause I, I didn't believe it. I wouldn't believe it, but you know, my wife has been telling me those things and it's really hard for me to accept good things that come to me either in, in like dialogue or things being said to me or, in action when people help me or do things, but, um, but especially accepting positive feedback or positive comments towards me, I I get really awkward, especially because my wife, if you guys don't know my wife, she's very energetic. She's got a great personality. She's very out there and I am not because I have just the person that I have become. And, the just moving here the person that I have become since 2018 moving to Utah I've really become um just I I just feel like less of myself like I'm not I thought I was happy you know before I moved but when me in Vegas like I'm happy I'm outgoing I feel like I'm just more expressive and you you see it in my face but you know move moving here and what I've gone through in Utah just it broke me, you know, I, I was broken and digging myself deeper in these holes in my, in my head. So yeah. Um, got married. Marriage is tough in itself. Marriage is not for the weak. Um, man, what a challenge, like just, just growing as a couple, as a married couple and just kind of like tackling these obstacles together it's so like it's the, it's the best feeling like getting through getting through the mud with your partner but man it is so tough but it's so rewarding um i i think married couples understand <laughs> but if you're single listening to this then uh uh you'll you'll, you'll find out <laughs> so but um so with marriage in itself I had no confidence. I was trying to work on my, my mental health, but I just wasn't successful at it. So I would just go back in that hole and just speak negative to myself again because I, I wasn't doing a good enough job of, of um, you know, working on my mental health and being being on it really, you know. Um, let's see. So marriage almost been married almost two years now coming up on two years. Um, I don't, I don't know what happened, but, um, 2020 comes around or not 2020, 2022, the year that we're in right now. Um, it comes around, you know, me and my wife, uh, moved in with our in-laws to save money for our, our, our home and that we're going to buy in the future. But I don't know something about this new year, in 2022, this shit just hit kind of hits different right now. Like 
I, I feel like I'm in the uh, in a better place mentally, and I'm I'm working on it very very hard, and it's very very uncomfortable for me to stand in front of a mirror and say good things about myself. You know, I've I've been starting to do that. I've been starting to acknowledge what I'm what I'm doing is good, which is really really weird. So th- here's the thing: like I think this was uh, January, so last month, I was at work. Which, by the way, in November 2021, I found a great job. Um, I'm learning so much, and I'm, I don't hate it, but it's great. I'm not okay. It's not. I don't hate it, but it's good, and it, it's paid me uh, good money. So, I'm happy at the job I'm at right now. But to go back to what I was talking about before, so I had done something at my job, just doing some work, and I fixed something. And uh, and then I was on, I was by myself and I fixed this thing, and I said to myself, at a at a tone where I could hear myself say it, but um, not loud enough so where other people can hear me. But I take a moment after I'm done completing that task and I say, "Aries, you did a good job. Like it looks great." Me saying that to myself, I I freaking cried. Like I I went to my car and I I like just cried. Because that that was the first time in a very, 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 very long time that I have said anything positive to myself and I could hear it, you know, because everything was always in my mind. Like mentally, I would tell myself these things, but to actually hear myself, hear my own, hear my own voice say these positive things about me. Oh, my gosh. What um, just it felt great. And that put a smile on my face like I. Man, I'm trying to, I'm trying not to get emotional talking about it because it sounds so silly. Like, okay, you told yourself this thing, but when you're in a dark hole for, for years and you've been telling yourself negative things for almost a decade or a decade and some change, man, though that little moment that I had with myself of saying something nice about myself to myself was so groundbreaking and just so different and uncomfortable for me, but I did it and I was happy. And I, I even told my wife, like, <laughs> and I, I couldn't stop crying, you know, but right there, I was seeing the growth. I was seeing my own growth right there. And then right before my eyes, like it was crazy. Um, but 2022 comes around you know, everyone has their New Year resolutions and all that. They make their vision boards. Um, I mean, mentally, I do do those things, but it's not like something I see and I get motivated by looking at my vision board for the new year. So mentally, I take those resolutions and they're lost by like February. And then I just go right back to who I was and where I was the last year and the year before that. Like, I didn't really progress, really. I don't think. So 2022 comes around. Me and my wife or my wife decided that she kind of want to make a make a vision board for us for our for the new year as a couple. Um, I know she has made one for herself, but as a couple, I was it was very weird. But it was so great to sit down with my wife and plan out our year and just reflect on the past year that we had and kind of see the growth that we have made, but the growth that we're going and just really setting the bar high for us. But I know if we just keep steady working at things that we're going to get there and we're going to accomplish these these goals that we have set for ourselves for this new year and um, one of the goals that I had for this new year or a few of the goals that I have for this new year was for this podcast to hit 2,500, uh, listens and plays. And that would be huge for the podcast, um, to save money and to love myself more. Um, ever since the new year started, and ever since we made that vision board, there's some, there was just something about that moment that made me really want to just take a step and progression uh, for my mental health. 
you know, and being open, more open with my wife and communicating these things kind of gave me an extra motivation, I think, because she, so she, I think she just saw how passionate I was about my self-love and confidence that, um, I don't know, like, I know for parents, their kids are their motivation and their families, but you know, my wife is mine and my family as well, but my wife is my number one motivation. So to really communicate those feelings that I had about these new goals that I wanted to make and the progression I wanted to take, um, it really hit different for real. Like it, it was crazy. So here I am, um, 2022, it's only February and I feel like I've grown so much on just my self-love, being more positive with myself. And I'm not, I'm happier, but I'm not showing my expression, which I, I'm trying to work on too is smiling more. And because I'm so used to being in that dark hole in my mind where I kind of just lower and or just kind of get comfortable and feeling those things that I felt you know, and hiding my smile or not smiling as much uh, is one of those negative things that I kind of got comfortable with. So I'm working on that. I'm trying to be more confident in myself and just anything that I do because I know that it's going to carry on to great things in my life down the f- in, the, in, in the future. But I just want to tell everyone who's listening right now who just listened to that whole this whole episode up to now is like, I'm so much happier than where I was in 2021. You know, it's a very uncomfortable process, you know, to, to climb out of that dark hole in your mind and to look in the mirror and and say, you're amazing. And tell yourself you did, you're, you're doing great and you're a great man and you're a great husband. Like it's very, very awkward. It's very, very weird. You know, like sometimes I, I do, I, you know, almost every day I do those. Um, and I just started doing that probably like last week. But I try not to say it too loud because I got family here and I don't want them to hear me. And But I think I need I need to say a little bit louder and be more confident in myself that, you know, I, I am amazing. And, you know, I'm doing great things in my life and I'm, I'm a great husband and I think I'm a great man. You know, I've, I've definitely messed up, but... <laughs> I think I'm still doing great things, you know, and I, I believe in my, in myself a lot more. So it's really those little steps. And another thing that I want to tell everybody, <laughs> I know my wife is going to love this, but one thing that really kind of helped me take the step was we started watching a show on Netflix that has kind of helped me with my confidence and my self love and my worth. Um, me and my wife started watching this sh- the this show on Netflix. Uh, it's called Queer Eye. Um, maybe a lot of you guys have heard it. Maybe you guys not. But yes, Queer Eye is the name of the show on Netflix. My wife approaches me saying, "I want to, I want you to sit down and like watch a show with me. I think you will like it." And I was like, oh, "Wait, what is it?" She said, "It's called que- it's Queer Eye." And I was like, "Isn't that a like?" gay guys like aren't they I don't know I don't know what it is but I I was like really going off like a straight guy watching a gay series like I was like uh I don't want to like I don't want to be judged by whoever I tell that I'm watching this show right but let me tell you I agree to watch it and the first episode that I watched I freaking cried. <laughs> like I freaking cried. And for those who don't know what queer queer eye is, is five gay guys kind of um five gay guys approach this person that they want to kind of make over and change their life. And but they kind of change it like every aspect of their life. Um the wardrobe and clothes, the um, give them like a boost of confidence and, um, you know, give them the new haircut, new style. They change their, 
the you know they make over their whole home so it's a makeover yeah but i think it does a lot more than just a makeover like a simple makeover show right like it's like a lifestyle change that these five um these five gays really put their people that that are nominated to go on the show and man the the advice that these guys give to the people that they're kind of making over it's it's a lot of stuff that i needed to hear myself and like i think watching that show was a blessing in disguise because yeah you watch a show and you fall in love with the cast and you fall in love with the host or whatever but i really fell in love with how these how the fab five just carry themselves you know i I fell in love with their confidence in themselves and the things that they would say to these people that they're trying to make over and really install confidence and and make them feel loved and um i i felt that so much and through every almost every episode i felt like i wanted to cry because everything that they were saying to them i felt like i needed to hear myself so I just want to thank Queer Eye and the Fab Five for having a handprint in in kind of this change that I'm going through myself. Um, I'm definitely trying to get the wardrobe changed down, but <laughs> that will come later. But the the mental aspect of it and them then their advice kind of changing my my thoughts and the way I see myself and my, and the confidence that I trying to give myself and man, they have just, they have a big, big, uh, handprint on that. And so, yeah, shout out to the fat five and queer eye. And I shout out my wife for, you know, any, any show that my wife has showed me, like she knows that I'm going to love and I just end up loving it. So Shout out to my wife for the recommendation. And, um, yeah, we watch Queer Eye almost every night before we go to bed because it's that great. Um, I, I love it. I love it. I love it so much. So that um, so that kind of ties in to the experience that I had last week, Saturday. Um, so with the, the journey that I've been on with self-love and that lacking and my confidence has been out been at an all-time low and my depression is and my mental health took a big hit and my depression and all that because I was dealing with all those things it really took me away from a lot of things that I'd love to do and that things that made me happy and one of those things that really I mean one thing that really made me happy that I love doing and I love watching is dance I love I love dancing I love expressing myself on the dance floor um and this past Saturday or last week, Saturday, I had the opportunity to learn from and dance with one of my favorite. I should, I need to stop saying one of my favorite. I get, I get used to saying that, but he is my favorite dancer on the earth. <laughs> like, um, I took a private lesson from him last Saturday in Vegas. I had no money. I mean, I kind of sacrificed like 65 bucks to take that lesson and it kind of put me in the negative in my bank account. But I, that is an opportunity that I couldn't pass up, but I took it and it was one of the most amazing experiences that I've ever experienced in my life um, to learn from and to see uh, this, my favorite dancer just dancing in his element and I'm the one that he's tell, he's talking to and teaching. Like, it was so surreal. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I like, um, I was so nervous. Like, I was so nervous going there and doing that lesson. You know, I haven't danced in since I moved to Utah. So 2018, um, I didn't believe in myself. I didn't have confidence in myself that I was going to do good in that lesson, which I didn't. But I leaving that session and leaving that lesson, I felt so confident in myself leaving that. And the the stuff that I learned from Outrage, the person, my, my favorite dancer, Outrage, 
anything that he was saying to me and anything like advice and dancing, I, I could apply it to my life in general. But, oh man, it was so amazing. Like I need, I needed that. Yeah. For dancing purposes, but I needed, I needed that lesson just for a confidence boost, knowing that I could do something that's totally uncomfortable for me, but I still can go through it and be confident in myself in doing this, this class, because that was my first ever class that I've ever took is that one. And it was hard. I felt like I had two left feet because I haven't been dancing in four years and what a way to kind of, you know, jump back into it. And, you know, I'm, I'm wanting to put out more dance videos on my Instagram, uh, more this year. That's another goal that I had this year and I'm going to, but I just want to thank outrage for just giving me more than a dance lesson. You know, that was, um, I needed that for my life. Like my life needed it. My soul needed it. My, my everything. I I needed that for me. And even, but even before that, I, I was still doing these little things to, um, work on my mental health and talk to myself in a positive ways and stuff like that. But that class gave me the most confidence, you know, and I'm, I'm still kind of riding high and, um, you know, I still kind of still trying to do these things to get better at dancing. But, um, but so they, I mean, I know there's a lot of like anticipation behind this thing that I did last week, but that was, um, that was huge for me. You know, I feel like that was a big step on me getting out of my mental health hole, you know, and it kind of leads me to kind of sharing what I, I shared this experience on Instagram and, kind of shared that I was uh, that I had mental health issues and but so that that was just a story I kind of gave you guys the root of where my self-love started and my depression started and where I was and now 2022 um I have big plans me and my wife have big plans this year to better ourselves as a as individuals, but also be strong as, as a couple. And, um, I think it helps that we're praying a lot more this year and, and studying the the scriptures and, um, you know, having God more involved in our everyday life is definitely helping. And it's definitely adding to my strength that I'm, I'm having in myself. Um, my job is going great. I'm trying to get promoted. Um, shortly hopefully but just kind of keep you know kind of keep grinding and working hard for that promotion but just the journey that i i have shared and where i've come from since 2018 like i'm still trying to be more expressive especially smile more but the steps that i've taken is just amazing and i i'm amazed myself you know and still working at it, still trying to, um, be better at these things and, you know, working on my mental health, but I just wanted to, you know, I wanted to use this platform for amazing guests. Yes. But also share my experiences and you guys get to know me as a host more. And I thought this experience was, was, um, was too great not to share, but also give you guys an insight to, my journey for self-love and confidence and depression. So thank you guys for listening. Um, if you, if any of you guys are struggling with mental health or you got your own thing going on and you guys are struggling in any way, I mean, feel free to DM me on Instagram at keep it a buck podcast. Um, yeah, just let's talk. I mean, I think people are scared to say or open up their mouth about it and talk about it and be vulnerable with someone, but I'm, I mean, I look like a big guy, but you would never think looking at me, if you guys ever seen me in person, like um, just how vulnerable I am and how open I am with my emotions and how open I am saying I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very emotional male, you know? I don't think you hear that much from a male, but I am. And I don't judge people for being emotional. Like I love it. I think that's a great way to connect with people is when they show their true colors, especially for me. 
like I love when people are open with their emotions and um, are vulnerable with me because that lets me know that I can let my guard down too and connect in that way. So yes, if if any any one of you guys listening right now are going through anything, um, you guys just are scared to be vulnerable with anyone else. I'm open to be vulnerable with. So just DM me. We can talk. Let out your feelings. You can do the same, vice versa. So thank you guys for listening and thank you guys for tuning in to the podcast and man this was uh this was a tough one to get out but i'm glad i got through it i hope one of you guys can just take something away from this and um just apply it to your lives or anyone who's dealing with depression or any mental health issues like i hope this helps someone you know like it's it's easy to get in that hole you know it is very easy to dig yourself up and in your mind and get out of that hole so don't do that to yourself you know love yourself respect yourself so you can impact and and love everyone else around you you know your family your loved ones need you so don't be too hard on yourself you know i think the world and in general and social media can put out a way to be but there is no way to be except the way you are so don't change for anyone don't change for social media be you um but if you're just a douchebag, then I think you should change <laughs> a positive, some positive things about you. Install some positivity in your life. But yeah, that's all I will leave with is just love yourself. Be kind to yourself so you can be kind and love others all around you. And this is the end of the episode. Keep the book.